Let's talk about Calvin, the coolest president. Let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our BNC studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Don't let outdated business prospecting tips Put your company at risk. We are heading into a recession and you need to be prepared. Learn more by emailing me at brian at briannicholsconsulting.com. Well, was Calvin Coolidge, in fact, the coolest president? Well, if you're libertarian-leaning, you're probably going to say absolutely. But if you're Stephanie and Austin Peterson, not only will you agree, but also you'll write a book about it. Joining us today, Austin Peterson and Stephanie Peterson. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. I love your energy. Yeah, Brian. It makes nice me feel so man. excited. We're ready to rock. Hey, guys, good to have you back, and thank you. Yeah, we got to bring some energy because we're talking about Calvin, the coolest of all presidents, a brand new kid's book. There it is that you guys just yeah. wrote. I know, it's so great. But before we get there, do us a favor, guys. It's been a little bit since we both had you on the show. Reintroduce yourselves to the Brian Nichols Show audience, and what the heck's been going on here since you guys were last in the show? Stephanie, Austin, I think you guys were separate yeah. at the time, but now together yeah. at last. That's right. I think when I last talked to you, oh my gosh, it was several years ago and I was a YouTuber myself. Yep. So my channel was up and coming. And I think it was after I volunteered for Austin's campaign for US Senate. And and so I was, you know, just trying to build my name. But then COVID hit. Yep. And that's when Austin and I we got closer and we got together in a relationship. And I was like, hey, I'm on lockdown here in Michigan. I should move to Missouri to be with you. I'm going to lock you down, baby girl. <laughs> but it's all voluntary. Yeah, yeah and I literally, <laughs> I, I packed up my car. I quit my job. I'm, I'm a social worker. So I worked at a hospital for 10 years, and I became a telehealth social worker. And I moved to Missouri, and we fell in love, and we got married, and we have two dogs. Yeah, and uh, we wrote our first kids' books. Uh, but... Um, you know, we just, you know, it's a marriage made in liberty, right? We both mm-hmm. love limited government and freedom and, and the Constitution and our country. And we both have the same values and goals and dreams. And we want to accomplish the same things. And, you know, we're both very entrepreneurial. And, um, you know, it, for us, it, you know, we have like, we really do have a dream marriage, I would say. And it's only been, you know, we're only in our second year for sure. But I mean, the thing is, is that like Stephanie and I, we have something that, you know, I never had in any relationship before her. And um, I really think that people are, you know, have struggling to get together these days. It's so hard to find like your one. And so many people are complaining. But I mean, uh, you want to hear, I'll tell you a, a little secret. I yes. don't think I've ever said this publicly. Oh, what's the secret? Uh, Do well, I know I've the told secret? you this, but I've never told anyone else this. <laughs> one time I actually had a conversation with John Stossel. Oh, yes. And he, he told me privately, he's like, Austin, whatever you do, do not marry a woman who is not a libertarian. He's like, <laughs> you marry a girl who agrees with your values because your life will be much easier. Oh, yeah. And I took John Stossel's advice and I married a smoking hot, redheaded libertarian girl stephanie peterson and thank you we've had a wonderful time the last couple of years and yeah you know i've had my career has had ups and downs and sides to sides and and it's nice to know that stephanie you know loves me and supports me even when things aren't necessarily going the greatest which Absolutely. you know when you do what we do and we're kind of in this entrepreneurial sort of podcasting media world sometimes you're on top of the world and the other times nobody's paying attention to you and everybody ignores you you know it doesn't matter you're mm-hmm. ready for president of the united states like who cares Right. Um, 
there's a lot of competition and uh, there's just there's a lot of heartache, too. So, you know, having a, a fulfilling relationship with someone who shares your values and supports you no matter what is I mean, it, it's a difference between life and death, it feels like. I love seeing you two together. I love seeing you two happy. I mean, Austin, you and I go way back with the uh, the TLR days back in 2015. I mean, like to see, oh my gosh. yeah, all that's transpired over the past, my gosh, almost 10 years now. It's it's really cool, right? Before I knew you, yeah, because I first found you for the libertarian debates yeah, yeah. when you were running for president. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah. you know, I, I've always thought that, it, you know, the ideas of liberty needed a sort of a capitalistic approach to sell capitalism. You know, there, there are a lot of great nonprofits that do a lot of good work, but um, I think the idea of ha- using free market ideas to, to sell free market ideas is one that has merit. So, you know, from the Libertarian Republic in 2015 to APforLibertyShop.com and Calvin the Coolest President books today, you know, I think I've made a, a good career, probably one of the best, you know, known libertarians out there that is you know, that makes a living selling the ideas that I deeply am am very passionate about. You know, Mm -hmm. some people sometimes, you know, you'll always get accused of being a grifter, but people who know me and who know, have known me for a long time, people like yourself know that I deeply care about these ideas, that it's, it's more than just a, it's more than just a bumper sticker slogan for me. Right. Yeah. Well, and this is the important thing too. People seem to forget in our movement is that when we're creating value, value itself cost something, right? Whether it's the time that we're investing into bringing the value to the table or the resources we're bringing to the table. So, I mean, it's not that we're grifting, it's that we're trying to bring value and in return, be able to compensate ourselves for the value that we're trying to bring this movement. And let's that's a great segue because what you guys have done is you have taken this entrepreneurial spirit that we not only promote here in the Greater Liberty Movement, but now you guys are actually turning it into a business, but also, again, bringing value to the table. Now, we just had Connor Boyack here on the show recently from the Libertas Institute. They do the amazing Tuttle Twins series. So obviously, oh, yes. yeah, talking about bringing... The, the books to kids is so important because education is vital when we're trying to not just like raise the next generation, but also make sure that the values, the morals, the principles that we know help build this country are maintained. So you guys wrote a brand new AI inspired uh, book called Calvin, the coolest president jump ball. Give us a little bit of context behind this book and what's been the reception thus far. You go ahead and start, Steph. Go ahead. Yeah. So we wanted to write a book. I mean, Austin is really good at writing, but I know that you're a little bit apprehensive to write a book yourself. And so AI helps to give you that framework for your book. So so you don't get stuck in writer's block. And so basically we used chat GPT. And so you literally just type in a prompt and you say, write me a children's book for ages two to six about the life of Calvin Coolidge and make it factual. And it literally does that for you. However, it's not entirely factual all the time. Makes mistakes. That's the problem. <laughs> For example, it told us that Kelvin Coolidge had an ice cream machine in the White House and he could push a button at any given moment and get ice cream. And we tried to fact check that. We even contacted this lady. You probably know Amity Schlaze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we contacted her and asked her, did he like, you know, did he like ice cream? Did he have an ice cream machine? She's like, he didn't have an ice cream machine, but he liked milky foods. Right. So we can only <laughs> confirm he liked milky foods. But I did find a picture of him online in the uh, White House garden having a party with a bunch of people and they're all eating ice cream. So we're like, hey, he had ice cream parties 
at the White House. So we wrote it ourselves. But yeah. but the real miracle of artificial intelligence wasn't the, the writing of the book because we had to kind of do, scrap that. The real miracle of AI were the illustrations. Talk to me that, about that, yeah. That we could not have done, right? So Calvin Coolidge brought to life in a way that no one has ever seen him before is this is how people like to get their their stories. This is how people like to get their histories. You know, do people know there's only one president who was born on the 4th of July, and that was Calvin Coolidge. Yeah. Right? right? And so that is a fact. Here he is. And ChatGPT knows that. Right. So <laughs> so we, we gave we told Mid Journey, which is the um, the picture drawing tool, yeah. to to give us a picture of Calvin Coolidge. And we, he was a redhead, so we had to tell him, make, it, mm -hmm. make sure he's a redhead. And it says, uh, we said, uh, playing with fireworks as a little boy. So it, it gave us several iterations of that. And then we chose this and used that as the um, as the picture that we wanted to have for him uh, with the, on the 4th of July. There's, you know, he has a, he had a menagerie in the White House of animals. So we, we told it to, you know, give us a picture of Calvin Coolidge <laughs> as a redhead with surrounded by lots of cute little animals. And yeah, so the fun thing about Mid Journey that helped us to make our illustrations is that sometimes it has imperfections. It doesn't exactly yes. know how many fingers a person has or how many eyes we have on our face. So there's some people that may have three eyes in our book. But it's getting better. <laughs> it's getting better all the time. Here's here's what it uh, created when I said, make a picture of me and my wife, Stephanie. <laughs> because, you know, I've been out there in the public sphere long enough that it, mid -journey, it knows him. Mid Journey knows who I am. Yeah. <laughs> so I just so if you type in, you know, make a picture of Austin Peterson, it's going to go out there and be able to make a fairly decent representation, right? It's not the best, but it's it's fairly it's close enough for yeah. government work, right? Here we are, and then Steffi over there looking cute like in a Disney movie with our little dogs, <laughs> right? So this that is the real revolution, not the necessarily the writing of the book, which just kind of like got me out of our writer's block and and yeah. we started writing. But what really was the revolution was the art, because in order for us to do something like that, it would have been way too cost prohibitive um, and we would have shared royalties. And, you know, we probably would have made it's not like we're getting to be millionaires off this book. But, yeah. you know, the money that we have made off of it, probably two thirds of it would have gone to the publisher and then to the, the children's book author. And then we would have left, been left with pennies. on. Yeah. The and if we had know? an illustrator that we had to pay. Yeah. And it would have been you no know, mm -hmm. risk, too much risk, right? You would speculate all that. You would have put out a lot of money for no guaranteed return. We put out our instead. It took us maybe twelve to twenty hours wow. to produce yeah. this book from from idea to publication. And <laughs> it was one weekend basically, one weekend. and it was a really fun bonding exercise. I yeah. mean, we just sat here together and we were typing in different prompts on Mid Journey, and we were looking at the pictures together and. It was just really cool. It was fun because, again, we're creative individuals. Yeah. So that's how we enjoy ourselves. And you can find it on Amazon.com and like the Kindle, and then you can get a paperback version of it. We're going to we're gonna start selling um, a signed copy version on our website for people who are like just like super, super fans, of which there are five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but but once we once we um, finish this up and this, we feel, kind of feel like the – the, you know, this has died down a little bit. We're going to move on. We're going to write four more books, hopefully by the end of the year, so we can have the five most yeah. libertarian presidents, of which there are really actually only five. And yeah. <laughs> uh, even Silent Cow had his issues. But this is a great way to introduce these ideas to kids because there are a million kids' books of George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, and everybody says the great presidents are the ones who fought the war. Yep. Or, you know, this is a president who didn't do much uh but 
in not doing much, he did everything, you know, and contributed to one of the greatest periods of American history, an era of good feelings, which is what they called it, which was the Roaring Twenties. And having a president who wasn't an imperialist led to and was more laissez-faire led to the flourishing of the American economy. And now a word from our sponsors. E-A-B-L-E-S. Ebels. Remember that name because if you suffer from chronic joint and muscle pain like me, then Ebels Broad Spectrum CBD Oil is your answer to your prayers. Ebels is truly a game changer in the natural alternatives to big pharma drugs. And yours truly can indeed vouch for the quality of Ebels. Having a herniated disc in my back, coupled with years of sports injuries, I was struggling to find something, anything to help manage my pain. That is until Ebels. And right now, Ebels is offering a special discount to all members of the Brian Nichols Show audience on all orders. All you have to do is head to Ebels.com and use promo code TBNS. That's it. Discount applied. Again, the code is TBNS at checkout to start managing your pain today with the highest quality CBD on the market. One more time, that is code TBNS at checkout. It's so great to be able to not only have the resources now to tell these stories, but actually it reminds me there's a YouTube channel I follow called Corridor Crew, and I talked about this uh, last week actually on the uh, the show where they just Uh did a brand new entirely CGI slash AI generated anime. And it's like a a legitimate 10 minute or so long video. And what they did was they were able to use green screens, live action recordings of themselves, and then layer in the AI technology that's available and create a full, like actual, like animated series, basically, that they could turn into something beyond what it would have taken otherwise if it was, to your point, illustrators, entire teams, directors, producers, they could take that and democratize this entire process and really open it up to your average person. And I think right there, that is speaking exactly to why the libertarian entrepreneur mindset is so important because we see the barriers, right? We see the the traditional roadblocks that are in our way to try and bring these things to the table, to, to bring it to the market. Whereas as we have the advancement of technology for all the negative things we hear about there from technology, there's also a lot of positive because it opens the door to possibilities that weren't even in the like the purview before it even became a thing. So I would love for you guys to kind of talk about as a libertarian entrepreneur using technology to help advance not just our ability to speak to our audience, but also to help you guys along the way with your path of trying to, uh, to earn a living. Well, if you if you think about it, you know, ask yourself if you went out there to try and raise money for somebody to invest and say, hey, listen, we're, you know, you could split the profits, but we invest in a children's book about Calvin Coolidge. People be like, who the hell was Calvin Coolidge? Right. <laughs> a lot of people don't even know he existed. Right. So. Right. So it, when you say it democratizes our ability to tell these stories, it absolutely does. And I'm working on other projects as well that would help us to tell the stories of, of libertarians from history, because I mean, it, what, where's the documentary about Frederick Bastiat, right? Mm-hmm. Where's the movie about Murray Rothbard? Where's the stories of Ludwig von Mises escaping from the Nazis of Austria, right? In, in the beginning of World War II, mm-hmm. right? These, these stories haven't been told, and it's because they're, they're, we're such a small group of people, and investment into this would be very risky. So it's, it's really gotten rid of a lot of the risk for us to be able to tell some of these stories. And because I, I find so many of these stories from history fascinating and they've never been told before in pictures and in in sounds and in music, you know, now we can actually, if you are a creative person, but say you can't draw, right, mm-hmm. now you can, right? So you can actually bring technology to bear to help you to tell stories that have never been told before. 
And what I really hope is, and this is quite a romantic belief, I guess, but I really hope that this helps to revitalize and restore the liberty movement yes. because it, I hope it brings more people over to our ideas of freedom and convinces them of why it's possible to be a boss without being bossy. I love that. <laughs> I yeah, that. I mean, we both have been entrepreneurs even before I met you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I was a YouTuber. I also had a jewelry store on Etsy back in the day. So we both liked entrepreneurship in general. And you used to have shops. I remember I used to buy your shirts. Yeah, I had very from your limited, different shops. So you were limited. quite an entrepreneur, too. I was, but I never yeah. I never really profited from those. Those were yeah. always usually I was using them to fund like Liberty projects or my campaigns. So if mm -hmm. I had shops before. Now, just now, is the first time I've ever had like a merchandise store, a libertarian merchandise store that is actually like a for-profit venture, not to right. fund necessarily anything else. So our new AP for Liberty show, Stephanie makes a lot of the designs on mm -hmm. the store. Yeah. I mean, I was the main graphic designer for your campaign for U.S. Yeah. Senate. So I got a lot of practice doing that. But technology has advanced so much that it's easier and easier now to design graphics for things. Yep. That's the thing. If you have the idea... We use Adobe Express, for example, or there's like Canva that you can use. Shh. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Don't I made this on Canva. No, I hear you. Yeah. But it it literally allows you to become an artist. Yes. Yeah. If you don't want to learn Photoshop, because right. that's really hard stuff. Yeah. And so like, you know, again, back to the romantic ideals, I like the idea that, you know, somebody in, might buy my 50 caliber bullet bottle opener and hand it to their buddy and their buddy's like oh my god is this real and they're like yeah that's a real that's a 50 caliber bullet and it starts a conversation yes. and they start talking about gun rights and freedom and all that stuff and i know it seems silly because i think people on a surface level will say that's not going to change the world or anything like that but like the journey of a, of a thousand miles begins with one step mm -hmm. right so if if having somebody wearing a t-shirt that says "Ooh, government on it gets people to talk or I have a, a shirt now that people actually bought. It's a tank top that says FDR sucked <laughs> and, you know, and prolonged the Great Depression. And I mean, that was not even the most controversial thing I posted recently, but it certainly that angered a lot of socialists and got people talking and debating because mm -hmm. who's having a conversation about why FDR sucked? Yep. Nobody. Oh, but I have a friend. I have a friend who tried to have a conversation with me about it. Oh, people it. were upset. They yeah. were, she was getting angry DMs from her friends. <laughs> I may have lost a friend over I know, this. I, I know. don't know. Were they a friend, yeah. honestly? Um, but no, to your point, that's that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what we're doing. Like I have my "What Happened in 1971" shirt. That's one of our top selling shirts in, in Austin. You hit it right. It starts a conversation, and that is exactly what we're trying to do. We're not trying to get people to vote libertarian by seeing our shit. We're trying to get them to like start a conversation, learn along the way, but also that we're trying to build something outside of the political realm. It starts, and this is the old Andrew Breitbart quote, quote right? Politics is downstream from culture. I, I firmly believe that, and we have so long neglected to take part in this cultural conversation, we we get off on the, the talking about politics, the fixation on the isms versus trying to actually focus on what is going to move the needle. And culture by, by, by far is the thing that pushes people to actually consider things in a different way. Like Harry Potter or um the, I forget the name of the book, book five though, where you have Dolores Umbridge. I talk about that to folks and I'm like, you do realize the reason you hate her is because she is government entity coming into private school to tell them how to run their school. And they're like, 
oh my God, you're right. And I'm like, exactly. But that right there does so much more to, to show the value of getting government out of schooling than me sending them white papers on school choice. It, it, it's, it's night and day. And anybody who's like pretending that that doesn't matter, they're not really trying to, to change people's minds. They're just trying to be right. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about this book that I really like is that it's not just for libertarians. It's not just for right. Republicans. It can be for everybody, yes. honestly. So no matter you know what political affiliation you have as a parent, you can read this to your kid. So that's what I like about it is it's marketable to everybody, not just, just our niche. It's, it's not yeah. like it's the, the agenda isn't necessarily there because mm-hmm. all it really is is telling, you know, what he did and talked about why he was so cool. And, you know, because he did become president of the United States after all, there must have been something special about him. Well, what was it that made him special or what was it that made him unique? Well, he was he was silent. He was humble. He was quiet. He was not Mm -hmm. he was the boss, but he wasn't bossy. And, you know, he rose to to power, but he had an opportunity to stay in power and he decided to go home instead. So those kinds of concepts, I feel like, are are just they're only talked about maybe in the context perhaps of George Washington when you think about George Washington walked away from power but were there any other presidents who kind of followed that example well Coolidge was was actually one of them most people don't know that like most other presidents tried to run for more than two terms <laughs> and either failed to win a nomination died while they were in office or whatever what have you i mean Coolidge could have run for another term. He could have been, I think, the first third term president, uh, but he didn't do it. He decided to walk away from power. I mean, from Woodrow Wilson to Teddy Roosevelt to all these other presidents, they wanted to be a president for more than three terms, which is why we're all glad that FDR, you know, who sucked, (laughs) um, you know, got out of office, you know, aka died, and then they passed the constitutional amendment to prevent that. But... um, you know, the thing in here, the page that probably really is the, the part that matters the most is this page where he talks about um, he didn't do his job like most presidents by being bossy and telling people what to do. Calvin mostly just let people be free to make their own choices. So well, that's where the libertarian values are. So in that's there. where the values yeah. are. That's laissez-faire, right? Mm-hmm. Without without saying laissez-faire or beating them over the head with it. So, you know, there's some there's little jokes in there and things like that and some themes. So this is this is universal, right? If if you're a Democrat, even if you're a Stalinist, and you read this to your kids, what they're really going to get out of this is what Calvin Coolidge was like, where he was yeah. from and born, the kind of life that he led, you know, how he became president, and uh, why he chose to walk away. It's good stuff, guys. You guys are doing great things, and and truly, I can't thank you enough for actually helping bring real like solutions to the cultural space that we so desperately need. And I, I just want to you know say, I know we're already hard pressed for time, but you know this is something, folks, that we need more of. We need more people in the greater liberty movement to get off of line, stop arguing, get out of your Facebook groups, and yeah. start building something better start building the solutions start being the change you wish to see because otherwise it's just gonna be more of the same and it starts with us changing the cultural conversation so i guess that's my final thoughts as we wrap things up what do you guys have for us as we uh wrap things up on your end yeah that's right channel that energy into productivity when you want to go yell at somebody go write a book instead mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah take all of that anger and rage yeah. that you have you know blowing up people's dms and turn that into something productive. That's what I say. Uh, if you're interested in getting a copy, you can find it on Amazon. Again, it's on Kindle. So if you've got Kindle Unlimited, you can get it. 
but um, we highly recommend the paperback. And we're also going to, if you really absolutely positively must have a signed copy, we'll have that up on our website by this yep, evening. We've, yeah, but, we've got our, our markers so yeah, that we can sign the book. Our gold, we signed it in gold. <laughs> so Ooh. get yourself a copy over at Amazon.com. Perfect. Well, folks, if you enjoyed today's episode, you know the drill. I'm going to ask you to go ahead and give it a share. But number two, more importantly, click the artwork in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you over to today's episode where you're going to find the entire transcript from today's episode, plus all those very important aforementioned links, including the link to, yes, Calvin, the coolest president. And uh, again, thank you, Austin and Stephanie, for doing the, the, the amazing things that you guys are doing behind the scenes. It truly it speaks to how we're going to make a difference here in the greater liberty movement. You guys are leading by example. So, folks, if you want to go ahead and learn more, please go ahead and reach out to Austin and Stephanie, where folks uh, can find you guys. And by the way, social media uh, links, hit us with those. Yeah, so I'm now Steffi P for Liberty. I used to not have that name, but now that I'm married, Steffi P for Liberty. And I'm AP for Liberty. AP, the number four, AP for Liberty, which you can find me everywhere on that. Perfect. Links in the show notes. And by the way, folks, we have a video version of the show. If you're missing that, well, don't worry. Again, head over to Rumble, Odyssey, or YouTube. Just do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button and little notification bell so you don't miss a single time we go live. So with that being said, talking about changing the culture, we're going to go ahead. If you're on the YouTubes, we're going to continue the uh, conversations about changing the culture with our good friend Connor Boyack from the Liber uh, Libertas Institute. That video will start right here. So I'll see you guys if you stick around for that. Otherwise, that being said, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Austin and Stephanie Peterson. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. follow me on social media at b nichols liberty and again if you'd be so kind please consider making a donation to the brian nichols show at brian forward slash support